Dear colleagues and friends, I would like to introduce you to Dr. Michiel van der Heijden. Michiel is a medical oncologist and bladder cancer researcher at the Netherlands Cancer Institute in Amsterdam. And he has just presented the late-breaking results of the Checkmate 901. Um, thank you, Dr. van der Heijden, for agreeing to do this interview. It's great to, uh, to be here and participate. Thanks. And to start, to start off... Um, Could you please uh, tell the audience what the Checkmate 901 actually is about? What have you been investigating? So the Checkmate 901 study um, is a phase three uh, study uh, in patients having uh, previously untreated metastatic or irresectable urothelial cancer. Uh, in this study, patients were randomized to receive either uh, standard GEM-CIS or uh, standard GEM-CIS plus nivolumab and then followed by uh, a nivolumab monotherapy phase for up to two years. Okay, so it focuses on the first-line uh, setting, cisplatin-fit patients with unresectable or metastatic uh, urothelial cancer. Yes. That's correct? Yeah. Okay, and what's the primary endpoint of the, the study? So the primary endpoint of the study is overall survival and progression-free survival. So there was a group of patients that was treated with gemcitabine cisplatin and a group of patients treated with gemcitabine cisplatin and nivolumab, followed by uh, nivolumab monotherapy. Yes, that's correct. So this uh, study uh, had started in January 2018. And mm -hmm. at uh, that time, and actually for most of the study, the, the standard was still for cisplatin eligible patients was cisplatin gemcitabine. So... Uh, the study was only for patients who were cisplatin eligible. Of course, in the course of the study, um, the Avelimab maintenance at some point became registered, which was already towards the end of enrollment. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, some patients still received Avelimab maintenance, uh, but at the beginning of the study, this was not the standard. Okay, okay. And um, what were the main results? So the Checkmate 901 study was positive for the primary endpoint, overall survival. Um, so the uh, nivolumab plus GEMSIS significantly improved overall survival. It also significantly improved progression-free survival. Uh, the hazard ratio for overall survival was uh, 0.78 and for progression-free survival was 0.72. So the primary endpoint was met? Yes, the primary endpoint was met. Um, yeah, we had also several other uh, important secondary endpoints mm -hmm. and exploratory endpoints. Uh, for example, uh, which we, we felt was quite striking is that the objective response rate for uh, cisplatin, gemcitabine plus nivolumab was uh, higher than for uh, gemcis alone. And uh, moreover, the, the, um, uh, the complete response rate uh, was approximately uh, twice as high in the cisplatin gemcitabine plus nivolumab arm than in gemcis alone arm. Okay, so that's quite a big, um, quite a big difference between the groups in terms of, uh, in terms of response. Yes, so the, the, especially the complete response rate was, uh, was higher. And, uh, besides, uh, uh, this higher response rate, we found that these responses were also more durable. Uh, so, uh, the, the, um, duration of these complete responses was substantially longer with GEMSYS NIVO than with GEMSYS, uh, alone. And that did suggest that this combination can, uh, have, uh, uh, more common, uh, deep responses that are actually also durable. Okay. And um, maybe this is a question that um, many people have already asked you, um, but 
do you do you think that the addition of uh, available maintenance would have changed the result of your study? So I think this uh, this study was, uh, as mentioned earlier, was not meant to what um, was designed in a time when available maintenance was not the standard of care. So this came actually only towards uh, the end of enrollment. Now we have to keep in mind that for available maintenance, uh, this is only for the subset of patients who has disease control uh, during and right after uh, chemotherapy treatment. Uh, so this is only for a subset of, of patients. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's hard to estimate at this point how many patients would uh, would uh, be able to receive available maintenance uh, if they would have had full access. Um, the the um, the number of patients who do not progress on treatment is approximately 50 to 60 percent. So you could argue that these patients all could have available maintenance. Only in real world se series we see that this uh, percentage seems to be a bit lower. So the, the short answer is we don't really know what percentage could get uh, available maintenance. And our study was also not designed to investigate uh, uh, investigate this. So Dr. van der Heide, did you find any um, predictors of response? So in this study was uh, was actually stratified for some of the common predictors of response like PDL1 uh, positivity on tumor cells, uh, one of the biomarkers that was also used for adjuvant nivolumab. And actually in this uh, study we did not find any specific predictor of response. So for example, PDL1 uh, positivity on tumor cells did not predict for better overall survival. Would you then consider this uh, standard of care for? all patients with uh, unresectable or metastatic uh, urothelial cancer? Yeah, so I think that uh, that this this combination uh, with the results of our study is uh, is for the for the full population, for the f uh, full first-line uh, population. And at this point, I don't think there's any uh, factor that we could use to select patients for this treatment. The uh, important thing, of course, is that, that all these patients were cisplatin eligible. So this is only for patients who are able to receive cisplatin gemcitabine. Would such a combination um, be also beneficial for cisplatin unfit patients? So the addition of nivolumab to um, any other chemotherapy regimen, or is this something you cannot... No, I say. think that's a very, uh, very important question because uh, many people will think, well, we had these two other trials in Vigo 130 and the Keynote 361 trial that were negative. Uh, and indeed, these two trials did not meet the primary endpoint of uh, uh, significantly improved overall survival. However, uh, the Invigo 130 did meet the PFS endpoint. And when you look in both trials at uh, the uh, PFS for the cisplatin eligible population, mm -hmm. they actually were on exploratory analysis uh, positive for the cisplatin uh, eligible population. And that might be the reason why this study was positive and the other studies were not, is that we focused only on the cisplatin eligible population. So I think from these other studies, we can now quite safely say that carboplatin based chemotherapy combined with checkpoint inhibitor does not uh, improve overall survival. Okay. So cisplatin eligible patients. Yes. So the final question, as a urologist, I'm obviously mostly interested in the neoadjuvant setting, in the perioperative setting. Do you believe that uh, there may be a benefit of such gemcitabine, cisplatin, nivolumab combination in the neoadjuvant setting as well? Yeah, that's, of course, a very uh, important question. I think based on the results in our study that uh, specifically in the cisplatin eligible 
population uh, checkpoint inhibitor in, in combination could improve outcomes. Uh, this might be true, may be true for the new adjuvant setting as well. And actually, there is already uh, several studies ongoing that combine uh, cisplatin-based chemotherapy in the new adjuvant setting with checkpoint inhibitors. Uh, for example, the Checkmate 078 study with uh, System plus Nivolumab or the Niagara study with System and Durvalimab. And there are several other studies as well. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for this interview and congratulations with the results. Thank you. Thank you.